find your circle of people you can trust. Who you have in your life directly affects who you become. All right, welcome back to the Performance Circus, brought to you by Champion. And I'm with my lovely co-host, as always, Beck Cole. Welcome back, Beck. Thanks. Uh, I can't wait to dive into this one. I think it's going to be something uh, super interesting. Now, for the people that listened to the first episode, we had the wonderful Danny Kennedy uh, come on, talk about uh, failures versus mindset, uh, the realities between the two. And I think for us today... We want to call this one, this is our first power episode. Now, we've had Danny on and after every episode, we're going to break down a little power episode. Mm. And for us today, we've learned so much over the course of our careers. Both of us have gone on very different journeys in very different situations with very different people. For the both of us, I think I can very easily say that who we were when we first started out was nowhere near close to who we are as I guess, athletes and also people away from the game as well. So, in saying that, this this week's power episode is going to be about what are the things you would have told your younger self? You know, we walk in as 17, 18-year-olds as quote-unquote professional athletes, real world, hits you smack bang (laughs) in the face, you get an absolute Charlie horse you've never felt before and you're like, holy shit, what the f*** have I got myself into? Not just as an athlete but as a human being that's been just shotgunned into the real world. So I think starting this one off, like your initial story, like when did you start? Like when were you, you know, you started to become a professional athlete. What was that like for you? And what are some of the lessons, I guess, to kick it off that you wish old Beck now, I know we, we call ourselves old because we are the old dogs now. I'm oh, the no. oldest on my team, which is so cringe to are say. Are you? I'm actually the oldest. Yuck. Yeah. We have a half-court <laughs> shootout at, ga- uh, at game days. Uh, we have a half-court shootout and we go in uh, age order and I'm the last of the players. So, oh. it's a it's a sad time in my life. Um, but <laughs> the young Beck Cole versus who you are now, What are some of the things you would go back and sit down over a nice iced latte and really deep dive and talk to yourself about? Yeah, there's definitely a few things. Uh, I guess my big Charlie horse was um, at the AIS and I was 19. It was just after we had the under-19 world championships and I was playing one-on-one and I remember you guys were with Stacker on the other court and I just like fell down, did my ACL, MCL meniscus and I remember Stack saying that is the most I've ever heard a female swear in my life. Um, <laughs> I have a high pain threshold and that shit was, it's like a bomb went off in my knee, like that was just nuts. I think probably the first thing is probably since then I hadn't really had an injury I played for Nutterwood Inspectors as a junior, Vic Metro for state teams, and to be honest, I won a lot of stuff. And I worked hard, but to me winning was like that was easy and I guess everything sort of came easy. And I remember doing my knee and I was literally obviously in all sorts because I was in pain, but I dad came down from Melbourne and I was like, Dad, my career is over. Like I just thought I was never going to play basketball again, which obviously looking back now, drama queen. But I think it would be it's not always going to be smooth sailing. And I think, like I said, growing up being super successful, I know I had to put in hard work. I was grown up that way by my parents. So super blessed in that. But it's not always going to be like roses and butterflies. And I don't think 
I knew how hard that was going to be, whether that be injury or whether at the AIS, the women, we were in the WNBL. All of a sudden I was losing all these games and I was like, I, I, I could not fathom how we lost. Like I had probably anger issues after all these losses, but I think that would probably be one is you have to be prepared for things not to work out. And obviously being younger, I didn't have the probably emotional capacity or the knowledge to figure that out. So it it took me longer. Whereas now you obviously you have these processes, um, you, you have a list that, you know, this is what's going to help me get through this situation. So that's probably one is knowing you're going to have highs and lows, but I don't think I knew how highs, how high the highs would be and how low the lows would be. And that's just being a pro athlete. My second one would definitely be Oh, you know, when you've had it as well, when you get cut from teams or and you know you should be there or like you don't get a reason why is don't let someone tell you you're not good enough, whether that be as an athlete or, you know, you have a real job or just like at school, like life is crazy now. Never let anyone tell you that because that is bullshit and someone's make, trying to make you feel this small. And I think that's where you have to surround yourself with, good people, close people. I know who I am. I know how hard I work. That's not in my control, like Danny said, but I can respond to this how I do. And for me, you know who I am. My family knows who I am. My friends know who I am. And that's all I care about. And that's all I need to get through that situation. And remember how good and how powerful you are because you are a good person and you do deserve good things. That's probably a really big second one for me. Yeah, I I definitely... I wholeheartedly feel what you just said because two things that I guess every athlete is going to go through at some point in time is, or anyone, doesn't matter who you are, what you're doing, you're going to get to a scenario and there's going to be a brick wall setting in front of you. Now, that might be emotional stress and pain. It might be a physical pain. You just don't really know what it's going to be. Now, you can figure out a way to get through it, get over it, get under it. All the metaphors in the world aren't going to fix the fact that your knee's screwed, like you're injured. People, you know, roll over and, and die and there's, oh, it's it, you know, I'm done, my career's over, I can't play ever again. But the thing you start to learn from these circumstances and I've snapped my Achilles, I've had ankle, shoulder, hand, back, elbow surgery, like the list just goes on and on, knee surgery. I think I'm at double digits now, so I think I get a gold token or a lucky pass for Hungry Jacks or something like that. So <laughs> Yeah, do we get a free cheeseburger? I, I, Come on, yeah. guys. I've given away enough free cheeseburgers now. I should be able to get a free one just for being injured. Uh, but it is, it's one of those things that when I've ever been injured in my entire life, I've actually realized that it's probably the most needed thing I've actually probably required without fully understanding at the time because... When I did my Achilles, I was out for 12 months. Mm-hmm. I would just, in a game, went to just take off nice and slow. My leg slingshot forward. I felt someone kick me in the back. No one was there. Ugh. I knew straight away that what it was and the time required out of the game. But that was the biggest blessing probably of my career. Now, Danny spoke about sometimes the good things and the bad things aren't always what they seem. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm knackered. I'm never going to be able to dunk. I'm never going to be an athlete again. But I turned around and I learned the game. Like I, I really learned the game. I understood the X's and O's, you're, you know, crossing your T's and dotting your I's in preparation in the reality of what I had to do to be a professional wasn't putting the ball in the hole, wasn't getting steals, diving on the loose ball. It was about 
what are my daily processes and how can I be a better version of myself than I was yesterday? So I think for me that resonates so much because I would go back and tell myself that all these times I beat myself up mentally and sometimes physically because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, like you just run yourself into the ground because you're so focused on something that it's a sign. And sometimes you really have to listen to yourself, but I wasn't I wasn't equipped mentally yeah. to, to deal with that. So I definitely think that the injuries is going to be something that, that gets everyone at some point in life. But there's also moments in time where you know, the sun comes through and it's just like, holy shit, this yeah. is a, this is actually a blessing in disguise. So I think like hearing about your injury would be, you know, horrific to put yourself in that situation, but you found a way to kind of overcome that. So what is it that, you know, you've, you've got so much in your life that goes on right now. You've gone back and you've told yourself these things, but what's the next step? Like, is it, you know, for me, it would be telling myself that I'm, I'm enough. Mm-hmm. Telling myself that, you know, you can actually care about yourself and stop putting other people and distracting yourself with life. You can just take time to chill the fuck out yeah. and just be okay in your own space because for such a long time, I've not been okay in my own space. It was like I've been so hyper-focused on so many different things mm-hmm. and 100% if a doctor came in and just went, mate, you got ADHD, I'd be diagnosed in a second yeah. because I just have to be doing something 24-7. But it wasn't until I realized that that was actually hindering who I could become, that's when I realized, okay, I need to get out of my own way. Mm-hmm. And it took me quite a long time to do that. So for the people that listen, for the people that are going on these journeys, and this isn't just sport-related, this is life-related. Yeah. We all stand in our own way so many times throughout the day, let alone in, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. We clamp ourselves in scenarios. How do you talk to the next generation or the person listening to this saying, man, I I kind of feel a little bit of that. I've been in that position before. What has experienced Beck, you know, the wise old head of Beck Cole? What do you tell that version of yourself going through that? I think for me a big thing as well is find your circle of people you can trust and you can be vulnerable and you can talk about these things because a lot of the times, yeah, you can go see a psychologist but for me it's people who I actually trust and know what I'm going through. I think if I could have been more vulnerable and opened up about what I was feeling, about what I was going through, it probably would have made me see things clearer probably would have made me find that uh, lesson like and learn from it quicker and get to the good side or the other side or whatever you want to call that but for me is finding your people and it's it's okay not to be okay and vulnerability is power and if you let others help you you can all succeed I think that would be a massive thing for me and whether, maybe that's a teacher, maybe that's a coach. Like literally it could be anyone, but if you have someone special is use them. That's why they're in your life to, to help you, to make you a better person. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Understanding that who you have in your life directly affects who you become and mm-hmm. what you surround yourself with. I know I've transitioned probably out of the whole like being really close with my teammates 24-7 off the court, doing as much as I can with them because – I've done that and I've seen best friends, people I call family up and leave and get to a different team because they're not re-signed or, you know, they retire and you're like, 
damn, that one hurt. Like that's a tough one. So for me, understanding like who my circle has to be that can always provide me a steady home base Mm -hmm. is the most important thing. So it's having my probably six or seven people in my life right now. Some of them are based locally. Some of them just live on FaceTime 24-7 with me. But it's about understanding why they're in my life, how we can help each other grow in a space that's safe for each other as Mm -hmm. well because I'm going to have my days where I feel like shit. I've had multiple occasions throughout my life now where I felt I wasn't good enough. I was projected as so many different things and I started to believe those things. There would be days where I'd come in and I'd be bawling my eyes out in my car and I'd walk into training and this switch would just flick and I'd have to become something different. And that it was just gave me chills, yeah. But it was like this mode and I now do that in a game. Like people, I'll be lo- you know, loving and bubbly and funny and excited. And as soon as I walk on to shake the referee's hands in the game, I just go into this like Rawr. killer mode. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a scary tiger either. But I, I try and- <laughs> That's me. <Rawr. laughs> that's you. I'm lucky you're not on my team. We might be in trouble. <laughs> we, uh, but it's it. It's like a. I have this shut off mode mm. where I did that to myself for so long because- I felt like what other people said about me was so true and I didn't love myself enough. I didn't care about myself enough. And some of the shit I've gone through has been so public and I've been dragged through the mud. But you sit there in that space and you're like, I'm not that person. I know who I am. I know what I want to be and I don't want to be this. But it's so hard to get out of your own way. And it took me so long to realize that it was only me fighting me Mm -hmm. it wasn't other people fighting me because i really didn't give a shit what anyone else thinks and i know you don't either but it was hard to kind of separate the two because it's like that's so real those words hurt Mm -hmm. those actions feel violent to me and when you're such a loving caring person for so many people that you probably don't really need to be loving and caring towards Mm -hmm. but that's just who you are you understand pretty quickly that telling your younger self it's okay to like to be honest Mm -hmm. it's okay not to stand in your own way like you're shitting in your own bed and then complaining well why is this why is this happening to me (laughs) it's like it was me the whole time and you're like far out Mm -hmm. like if i move out of my own way and i accept that okay this is going to happen in life people are going to say things people are going to do things you're going to be in situations that are uncomfortable now it's about what what can i do next how am i going to put this into my future and say i'm going to get there no matter what happens i'm going to bring my army with me mm-hmm. we're going to all walk together in a straight line we're going to have each other's you know back side front everything we've got each other and this is okay so no matter what happens nothing gets in this circle so i think you talking about having a circle it emulates so much because it's like i know my circle i know that nothing gets in that circle yeah. i know i trust that circle with my life and if you have a circle that's like-minded that has the same thought processes wants to work on themselves wants to plan for the future wants to think about and project that image of themselves in the future you're going to have that law of attraction you're going to have that vibrational frequency of growth and then all of a sudden like the sun's always shining it's not cloudy outside yeah there's clouds but you see the sun yeah and that's i think the level of excellence i try and place on other people Mm -hmm without telling them and pushing them too much. You need to let them walk into a room that's got a big fire behind it and you're like, mm, don't touch that door handle. And they touch it and they burn their hand and you're like, well, I told you. Yeah. And then they try and do it again. And sometimes you want to say, don't touch the door handle again, but sometimes you have to let them walk through the fire a little bit. And then they come out the other side and you're there with them. You hold them, 
hey, it's okay. I'm with you. We're together. This is fine. Let's get through this. Let's help each other. And I think my younger self was like, I can kick down every door. I don't even need to worry about it. I'll just chop the building down. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm a that big tough man. You. That was literally <laughs> me. Yeah. That was like, I can just punch my way through this building <laughs> and I'll just throw it in the bin and it's, I'm fine. I'm a man. Yeah. But then I realized that's not strength. That's mm-hmm. not being tough. Being tough is saying, I'm not okay and I'm emotional. I need yeah. to talk about this. I need to find a way to overcome this situation because if I don't, I'm just going to stand in my own way. I'm going to be in this circle of, I guess, shit yeah. for the rest of my life. And if I get out of the way, well, then there's a beautiful, you know, the Yarra's down here, there's beautiful like lakes and you're like, this is a beautiful space for me to live in and, mm-hmm. and be a part of. So I think once we realised that, the world really became our oyster. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really inspiring, like us having this chat and us being vulnerable and telling our experiences is going to help others hearing this, whether you're five years old, whether you're 105 years old, is that... Y- we're hoping that we can help with your growth. We're hoping that you can feel that you're not alone or, you know, if you're experiencing some of these things, hey, reach out. You and I are always here. I think that's what people don't understand. Like we're we're so happy to help another person out. And I think, you know, you, you do sometimes in the right way, you have to be selfish and you have to be good in order to be the best version of yourself. And I think that is okay too. Yeah. I always love the saying, healed people, heal people, mm-hmm. hurt people, hurt people. And until you heal yourself, you're never going to do any good for anyone else yeah. over a long period of time. You might do a little bit of good for a few people, but you're really going to tarnish your real being in, in self. So it's it's definitely something that I feel every young man, woman and child, no matter who you are, no matter what you identify as in this world, understand that you are enough. Your dreams are only a limiting belief you've kind of set for yourself because if you don't set a bar high enough, you're never going to really, you know, people always say like reach for the moon, at least I miss, I fall among the stars. Like that's such a powerful thing because until you really accept that like you can do anything you want, you Mm -hmm. can really become whoever you want to be in this world. You just have to foresee that as a future, trust in it every day, build great processes, just chip away every day, stack the days and then everything starts to happen. I love the saying, luck is preparation for locking heads with opportunity. And I've it's, never heard that before. I like that. It's a good one. Oh, yeah. But it's something that people who get lucky typically don't stay lucky for long. Mm-hmm. They become unlucky very quickly. But those people that work really hard in the quiet and don't celebrate every little time they do an ice bath. Like I've, <laughs> I can happily say this now. I built my own ice bath and I do two a day every yeah. single day. And I posted it for a day or two being like, oh, this is cool. Like I'm doing it. But I committed myself to do something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it every single day. And yeah. once you do that, all of a sudden, you know, the brain fog goes. You sleep quicker. You wake up with more energy. The body recovers. You feel addictive. like you're in a great space and it's like, holy shit, I did one thing really well. I'm going to do another thing really yeah. well. And you're right. That addictive personality almost comes in where your growth mindset, the performance mm-hmm. mindset we've talked about previously, it's just all achievable. And you're like, it's just me versus me. There's no one else that needs to be involved. So I think that's a really powerful lesson for people to really take in and sit with and then say, it's not always going to be perfect. It's definitely not always going to be easy. There's going to be tears. There's going to be frustration and, yep. you know, it's it's going to suck. But at the same time, there's so much good that's going to come from it and that's the thing we all get to look forward to most. Amen. I think this was – I actually feel really inspired just like after having this chat and I almost feel like 
I don't know. I almost feel like I want to have a good cry, but it's a happy cry. <laughs> like, I don't know. But I feel like if we're empowered by this, others are. And I think welcome to the power chats, baby. I like it. It's uh, This is the first one. The power episode is really, I think it's launched into a great direction. And I think the continued guests we have on are going to open up new topics for us yeah. to discuss and talk through. And I think the spaces that we probably haven't, you know, had a good deep dive into, which we're going to have to because- I think that the the quality of guests and the power of what they have to offer is going to give us such a beautiful platform to help and share so much experience and knowledge to so many people that may not be in that space already. So, yeah, it's only only up from here and it's a really exciting journey to be on with you. I know. I'm really excited for this and I, I think we're going to – you know what? I think we're actually going to grow from this just as much – as other listeners out there are going to. so You might be six foot by the end of all this. <laughs> I bloody hope so. Maybe we'll be able to get a dunk soon. That'd be nice. But, uh, <laughs> but that's it for our power episode. So uh, thanks everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, leave a review, share it on your story. And um, you can find us on Instagram at The Performance Circus and search that up on YouTube as well. And big shout out to Champion for making this Power Chat possible.